Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. And right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Do I need to slap the hell out of you? I right wish now? you would. See us two <laughs> fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? You lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Yay Networks. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Cornelius Lindsay. Welcome to another episode of This is Life with Heather and Cornelius. Um, my wife is lifing right now and um, and she's enjoying herself, uh, enjoying herself not being here. But I'm here, and uh, if you can get a chance to tune into last week's episode, yo, I mean, kind of missed out. But uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Kind of gave you a bit of information about like what's been going on in my life and where I've been, and kind of where my like how my process has been going. So I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Listen to that one first, and then come back here and then listen to this one. But we're going to continue talk. I'm going to continue talking about like. Kind of what this process has been looking like, this mental health process has been looking like, especially with the new revelations about my father. And uh, I'm very thankful because I got Riley in the house. Hello. Yo, Riley is our producer for This Is Life, and she's dope. So she's here to kind of interview me and kind of ask me some questions. So it's going to be dope. Well, thank you. I feel very honored that I get to interview for this um, and be on this journey. So thank Come you on. for having me back. Um, I, I feel like I'm still like, my head's still turning from last time. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel the same, but I think we should <laughs> yeah. dive right back in. Yeah, definitely. Um, How are you feeling after the first one, first of all? I'm like, God, dog, that's a lot. Like, I, I, talking about it, I'm like, yo, it's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I think sometimes I minimize it because I, I don't want to say I don't want to feel because feeling is painful, but I do want to feel because that's the only way I can, conquer it uh but like kind of talking about it again was just like it's a lot like I, I i got i got like heated all over like i got hot i'm sorry i'm surprised i didn't start sweating so yeah that's how i feel okay i'm just continuing to woosaw through it yeah <laughs> deep breaths deep breaths deep breaths so i think a main question i have is how i feel like there's no handbook on this right like right. This happened, you can ask others, but, you know, maybe not a lot of people have gone through this as well. How did you know what to do? How did you know what the steps to take, taking care of yourself, too, along the way? Yeah. I really didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, I was fortunate that I had that I had already set up a time to go to the healing center in North Carolina. I was very fortunate that was already on the calendar, even though I was getting ready to cancel it. Because I was like, yo, I don't feel like going out there. I got to travel all the way across the world to go sit out there. And I do not want to go do that. Like, it's boring. I don't want to do it. And so I was getting ready to cancel. So I was fortunate enough to have that. And being there, I recognized the importance of getting away. Um, I felt bad because I was leaving my family, like leaving my kids. And my, you know, my son was in the middle of football. So he had football practice every night. Um. Like my daughter, she had her gymnastics, she had stuff she was doing, like my youngest son and my wife. Like, it's like I felt bad about leaving them, but at the same time, like I needed that time alone to be selfish. I had to take it because I wasn't doing good. 
and I wasn't healthy. So being there at that place, it gave me, it gave me a place to be still. Cause if I was at home, I wasn't going to be still. I was going to keep going to the gym. I was just going to, I was going to just keep finding things to just like disrupt me and distract me. But being there, I had no other choice but to just be still. There's there are no TVs. There's like, you know, the only music that was playing was like soft, like, you know, <laughs> gospel music. But it was like, it wasn't even gospel music. It was like soft Christian music, but it was like Christian music from like the 60s. <laughs> it was like, I was like, yo, like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. And I went to the gym and like, it's a trailer. Uh, like, it's like, uh, it's like a converted gym. And I was just like, I'm in there working out. And I'm like, yo. But I'm so tired, I went back to go lay down, and I was, like, sleeping. I slept for, like, a day and a half. I was just like, oh, but I had no other choice but to be still. And then, like, you know, I have these meetings. Um, I have these meetings, and I would sit down, and we talk about the process, and we talk about my feelings, and I'd talk about things, and I'd yell, and I'd scream, and I'd talk, and I'd cry, and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, i get homework, and the homework was go outside and walk around the property and talk to God. And I'm like, I don't feel like talking to God right now. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go home. I don't want to walk around the freaking property. And I, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but I'm glad I had that. Cause as much as I didn't, as much as I wanted busyness to be my distraction, I needed stillness. And that's when really Psalm 23 started to really make sense to me when it said that he maketh me lie down. I'm like, I never realized that before that God made him do it. Cause if not, he wouldn't have done it. So it's almost like God was making me to lie down next to still waters. And it's crazy because like on the property, there's like this still water that's there. And like, I was literally laying down next to still waters. Wow. And, and he was showing me these, you know, I'm, I'm able to lay down and experience these green pastures. And he was taking me to places that I can be nourished. And I, ha I would have all these different meetings, you know, during the day, you know, these books that I would have to read or, you know, these sessions that I would have that were just really helping me to walk through the process. Um, but as much as I didn't think I needed it, I realized I really, really needed it. Because I, I, I went off the deep end. Um, I just quit talking to people. Like I didn't, I, people would text me and I just, I didn't have words to give them. And, you know, I had things planned on the books. I had places I was supposed to go speak at and I just didn't, I didn't go. And, you know, to this day, people are still upset with me about that. But, and I, I didn't, I didn't explain to them the reason why I was just numb. I didn't really know what to feel because like you say, there is no, there is no handbook on it. And if there was, like, I didn't know a book to like go and get to be like, oh, you just found out about a big thing in your life and this is how you handle it. And I, and I didn't just want to go and talk to another freaking therapist that I just felt like, I mean, if I could be honest, I was like, I don't want to just go talk to another therapist. I just, it's just going to be like, oh, well, you know, I tell you all this stuff and you're like, oh, just come back next week. And I'm like, come back next week. Like, give me some freaking answers today. <laughs> so that part was, that part was, uh, was difficult. Um, I needed stillness. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that about that Google history of 
I just found out my dad. Was my dad. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Google history. So I just found out that my dad, the man who raised me, is not my dad, but he's actually my dad is actually another man. What do I do? Bar- Barnes and Noble. <laughs> no. And Google's like, bro, I have no idea. <laughs> like you ask Siri, Siri, what? Siri's like, look, I'm busy. I ain't got time. You need you need real therapy. <laughs> you need to go to sleep, bro. So uh, would you say stillness would be? What, what would be your biggest piece of advice for the like anyone who might be going through the same thing or might have just found out that information yeah. that you found out? I think they need to get away from their current situation and they need to get still. The most, uh, the most unfortunate thing that I've gotten all of, uh, out of this is that most people don't have a space to be still. And now as I look around our world today, I look around our society we have very few places, very few spaces where people can just be still and just think. We just don't have them. And that's the part that really sucks. You know, because when people are going to, like I'm thinking about all the other pastors and leaders and people out there who are going through crap. Like there was one place that I reached out to in Texas, I think. And, you know, I was going to go out there and spend 30 days with them. But, you know, it was like $27,000 for 30 days. And that was a discount. They discounted it. It was $27,000. And I thought, what average person can pay $27,000, you know? It's like, this is insane. But it was like, yeah, if you come, you'll be seen by psychologists and and therapists and this and that. And I get it. I get how, how involved it is. But I'm like, yo, this is so freaking expensive. And... As I looked around, it was just the same thing over and over again. And I just didn't, I didn't know where to turn to. I was very thankful for living waters in North Carolina. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything else. So I was very thankful for them uh, for even opening up their doors and allowing for me to come in. But for those people who are out there who are kind of going through this and you're learning about this stuff for the first time, number one, I want you to know you're not alone. Number two, you have to get away from your current situation. You got to be still. Because I learned that it is very difficult for you to heal in the same environment where you've been hurt. And, you know, so many people are trying to heal in that environment, but um, it's unfortunate because they, they can't. They can't. And before I continue to go on, I have to say this episode is sponsored by uh, BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash Lindsay's and get on your way to being your best self, your, your best self. Listen, BetterHelp uh, provides you with a list of professional licensed therapists. So you can be able to talk, um, to, to be able to, to have somebody who can, you know, add verbiage to your pain and add verbiage to your situations and add verbiage to what's going on in your life. Like you just heard me. I was very thankful that I could go to this place. But if you're saying, look, I don't have, I can't, I, I can't get on a plane and travel always somewhere. I don't have, I don't have the time. Maybe you're a single parent or you got other things you're going on and you're like, I just, I need something now where I'm at. Better help is the best option. Better help allows for you to get a personal connection with a, with a live therapist. And you're doing all of these things virtually. So you're not leaving your home. You're not getting on a plane. You're not sitting in a waiting room. I mean, you're filling out a questionnaire and boom, you're seeing a therapist. And here's the thing. If you don't like the therapist you're seeing, you can always change them. And the good thing is, is that financial aid is always available. 
You know, as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with uh, a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lindsay's. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lindsay's, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lindsay's, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S. Get that 10% off right now. Like, make that a gift. And if you know somebody who needs it, gift it to somebody else. Like a great gift, you a great stocking stuffer is you buying this for somebody else and putting it in their stocking. Betterhelp.com slash Lindsay's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S. Yes. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> for, we were talking about mental health, yeah. but I think another question, if you feel comfortable answering. Mm-hmm. Where are you currently with your dad? Are you going to meet your dad? Uh, yeah. So that's the that's the plan. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't find out about him until August, and then um, and then it's like my travel schedule was already packed because we had our marriage retreat, which was in. So after I found out about him, I think like two weeks later, my wife and I were in Mexico, at an event, and then two weeks later, we went back to Mexico to host our marriage retreat. And then it was like two weeks later, we were in Israel for 10 days. And then we got back and then we we're supposed to be in Detroit. So it's like, we had all these things already on the calendar. So I couldn't just like drop everything and just fly. I mean, he, he lives in Mississippi. I couldn't just drop everything and just fly to Mississippi. And so, you know, now it's like the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving came around, Christmas came around and I'm like, okay, let's just try this next year, <laughs> you know? So I do have plans to go out, to fly out, to go see him, to go meet him um, so he can meet his grandkids and stuff like that. But it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, the top of the new year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. You know, I got a chance to meet my brother and my brother is actually, he's coming out to California, uh, which is super dope, you know, get a chance to hang out with him all over again. And he gets a chance to meet my wife and meet my kids and kind of live in my world for a little bit and then I can go to Mississippi and, you know, um, be in his world. So with holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that, you know, right here, did, have you guys talked about holidays, what that looked like? Did you in your mind, have you thought about what that would have looked like? Um, if I would have, if he would have been in my, been in my, my life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard stories where he shared uh, that he had brought bought things for me, you know, and brought them over. Or my mom picked them up or something like that. I don't know. Um, so I've I've heard those stories. Um, yeah, I I have thought about man, why how would that would have looked if I would have known about him, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe spent a holiday with him or something like that. Like maybe you know, Thanksgiving with my mom and Christmas with him. And, um, I, I have thought about it. You know, I even, I asked my brother, uh, his name is Chase. I asked Chase, you know, do you, 
you know, how was it for you? So he kind of gives me an idea of how holidays were for him. Mm. Uh, but I have, I, I have wondered, you know, how, how would my life have been different if I at least would have known and had kind of his presence yeah. around. And I mean, you've, you've expressed that it was, you didn't feel any anger. Right. And you know, you, you empathized with your mom and dad. Has that shifted at any point? Like, did you, did you feel the anger ever? I was pissed off. Yeah. I was pissed. I have. Um, so I started going through the grieving process and that was one of the biggest things that I did when I was at Living Waters. Uh, and that was the place in North Carolina. It, I had to go through the, I had to go through the grieving process. And it wasn't, they, they did not put a time period on me. They were just like, let's just go through it. You know, each step feeling all the feelings. And so when I got to anger, I had to deal with my anger. And I also had to realize why I wasn't angry or why I wasn't as angry as I should be. And I had to realize some of the issues that I had with like, you know, parental, I think it's like parental aversion or parental inversion, whatever it is, but because I had to realize some of the childhood stuff and some of the traumatic stuff that I experienced, it wasn't causing me to be as angry as I probably should be to really feel these emotions. But yeah, I did. I, I, I would, I would get, I would get really pissed off and I would just be like, you know, like in my mind, I'm like, you know, but I'm a kid, like, you know, but then I would kind of stand back and I'm like, you know what? Maybe everything happened as it was supposed to. Like, you know, who am I to say that if it would have happened anytime sooner that my life would have been better? Because maybe it wouldn't have been. Maybe I would have really been pissed off back then. And honestly, I don't think I would have been mature enough back then if I was told to really be able to handle it. I don't know if I would have. And I think that where I'm at right now in my life, I am at a place and I was already on a mental health journey. I was already on a journey of soul care. So it was like, because I was on that journey, I think it made it a lot easier because I understood empathy and I understood grace and I understood mercy and I understood those things. So it was like it made it a lot easier for me to stomach it once I heard it. And if that would have happened to me, maybe, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I, I probably I probably would have went crazy. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, 20 years ago, you know. But yeah, I, I have, I have been, I've been, I've been pissed to heavens. I mean, pissed off, like driving in my car, like why, you know, like, why do you hate me? Like I took it that far. Like just tears rolling down my eyes, just driving on the 101. Like, oh, I'm just so pissed, like just so pissed. And then I'm just, you know, continuously reminding myself, like feel these feelings but lo but do not let these feelings become you. Like don't become your feelings. Feel them. You're angry. You're pissed off. Acknowledge them. But just don't let those feelings become you. Don't feel like you have to become those feelings. And do you feel proud of yourself? Sometimes. And then sometimes I feel like I'm trying to rush the process. Sometimes I'm like, Sometimes, like, why do you always have to feel like you have to be the strong one? You know? Like, why do I always, like, sometimes, if I'm being real, sometimes I feel like, why do I feel like I have to be the one, like, the mature one? Like, why can't I just be the fool in the moment? 
Like, why can't I be the idiot? <laughs> and I am the idiot in a lot of moments. My wife will tell you I'm the idiot. In, in, <laughs> we've been married for 12 years. I've been an idiot a lot, but I just sometimes feel like, yo, why do I, why do I have to be that strong one right now? Like, why can't I just rebel, act a fool, go crazy? Most people do, and just throw it all away. Like, why am I even going through a freaking process to feel healthy? So, yeah, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm proud of you for going through this. Sometimes I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, rebel, fool. Like, this is your opportunity. Like, like, let's go ham, shot. Like, let's just let's just go. Nuck if you buck. Like, forget it. Like, forget the world. Like, of course. And and I have that thought in my head, and I have to just keep pushing it back. Like, nope, it ain't right. It ain't right. That's not right. Cause man, I look at my three kids. Oh, Riley, I look at my kids, and I'm just like, I cannot let them go through that. That that's leading perfectly into my next question, but I think we should take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Y'all, I have come across the most comfortable undergarments ever, okay? You got to listen to this. You got to hear me out because ladies, come on, you know you want your bras and your underwear to be comfortable. And I'm one of those people like, I like comfort with my undergarments. I For my bras, I don't need any weird gaps. I don't want to show through my t-shirt. I don't want to dig into my shoulders. Same thing with my panties. Like, I don't want them to ride up. I want it to be comfortable so I came across Bare Necessities and y'all, their stuff is so comfortable. I'm blown away. There's no weird gaps. I want my undergarments to feel like they're not there, okay? And that is goals for me. So Bare Necessities is one of the biggest online intimate apparel retailers offering over 140 of the best brands, y'all, all in one place. And don't worry about the sizes because they have all of them. They have band sizes from 28 to 58, cup sizes from AA to O, and sizes extra small to 5XL. So they got you. And not only that, they have a bra finder fit quiz. And it's going to help you kind of get the, the perfect fit. And there's bra fit experts available on hand to help you find your perfect bra. Now, right now, you can get 20% off your Bare Necessities order when you go to barenecessities.com slash LWTL20 and use code LWTL20. That is code LWTL20 at barenecessities.com slash LWTL20 to get 20% off, y'all. That's B A R E. N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T-I-E-S dot com slash L-W-T-L-20 and use code L-W-T-L-20. Some exclusions apply. My next question, how do you feel this has positively or negatively impacted you as a father Mm -hmm. and you as a husband? I'll start with the husband part. Um... So my wife was adopted. Uh, she was adopted to a family. Um, her mom adopted 23, well, 24 kids in all, well, 23 kids in all. Her mom and dad had one kid. And um, so I'll, all I've ever known from my wife is that she's adopted, you know. And it was very easy for me to be like, well, you know, I guess some of your issues kind of are around the fact that you don't really know who your parents are. You don't really know who your parents are. And some of your issues are bound up in that and then once I found out oh guess what you didn't even know who your parents were <laughs> it was like news flash but 
and my wife and I, we laughed because we were like, yo, we were in the same boat the whole time. <laughs> but like, it, it just started to make sense. Because like, even when we were getting into our arguments and it would just feel like it was just not good between me and her. It was like, we were reminded like, yo, this is why God put us together. Like he, he knew all of this before we knew it. Like I had, I had no idea. Like I thought, well, maybe I thought, oh, I, I, I know my folks, but I just, I just feel like it's just awkward and it's bad, but you don't know yours. But then like you, she meets hers and I'm like, whoa, like, you know, she has her own, her own thing. She's, she'll tell her, tell her, her story. But yeah, I, <laughs> Once I found out, I was like, yo, we're really walking through this thing together. And um, when she comes, when she comes in, you know, I, I am going to tell the story about how well, I, well, I think, I think, I think she, I think she shared it, but not, so I'll, I'll share, I'll share pieces of it without giving too many details. But um, after I found out about my father, I actually talked to him. So my wife, um, who was adopted, had not known her father, had learned about who her father was. So Two weeks after I spoke to my father for the first time, two weeks later, Heather spoke to her father for the first time. So it was like, oh, how is all of this happening? And she looked at me and she said, the, the reason why I'm open to speaking to my father is because I saw that you were open to speak to yours. Aww. So I was able to kind of lead her in that being like, I'm going to be open. I'm going to speak. So she was open enough. She spoke to her dad. And it just turned out to be a great meeting. And so our marriage has since blossomed because of me meeting my dad. And I feel like I understand her more. And then she feels like she understands me more. So it's just been, we've had to take this journey together. So it's brought us closer together. With my kids has made me a lot more intentional. Mm. Uh, one of the big things I did is that, you know, I came off social media um, so, you know, now, you know, I, I get people who will post for me. I don't scroll. I have no idea what's going on in people's lives. I just, I don't know. And I, I love it that way. But I wanted to, I wanted to have a lot more intentionality when it came to my kids. So, you know, it's like, I don't have my phone in my hand as much. Because usually on social media, it's like, I need to post this and do that and do this and that, you know. And so it was always a rush to the finish line of trying to put out more content. Now I'm just like, who gives a crap? Like right now, my son, he wants to play a, a matching game. I'm just saying, I just played a freaking matching game with him. Um, I just don't want my kids to go through that. Mm. And I want them to know that their dad loves them and approves them, approves of them and all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't want that. So I, now our relationship is stronger. With my oldest son, it's the strongest it's ever been. It's like after I found out about my dad, it's just like, change and it wasn't bad but now it's like really really good and we were driving from one of his football practices and we had probably about a 40 minute drive and I said hey I want to want to tell you something and I was like so um and I told him about my dad and he was sitting there you know he's nine he's sitting there in the front seat in the passenger seat and he's just like didn't say anything I said what do you think and he said Dang, Dad, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so I got to meet him? And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, you got to meet him. And he's like, all right, all right, you know, cool, 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 cool. I'll meet him. Is he cool? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, but kind of having that conversation with him, like, 
I'm talking to I'm talking to my little best friend, you know. Mm. And I feel like my kids have become my little my little best friends. We just have a really deeper, closer connection, which is super dope. It's amazing. All this timing, like all this time you legit, I talked to my dad two weeks later to the day. I talked to my dad on a Friday. Two weeks later, on a Friday, my wife speaks to her dad for the first time. And then all the revelation that she gets out of that conversation, it's just like, whoa. It was like, it was eye-opening. It just made, it made everything make sense. It, it, it gave clarity to so many stories that she was told, but never knew all the details to. And it just opened up, it opened up her eyes, opened up my eyes. And now we've just had to take this journey together. And it has been the saving grace to help to save our marriage and, save our family and everything else. God knew exactly when we needed to know. And he knew that this was the time to know. And I've, I've even chalked it up to, you know what, God, if the only reason why I experienced this and the only reason why I went through it is because you want me to be a light for other people who are going through it and who are fighting that, that silent battle alone, like, I'm cool with it. I wasn't at first. I was like, yo, like I'm like, this, this is torture, but I'm cool with it. I got friends who are parenting kids who aren't theirs. And I tell them my story and they're like, yo, when should I tell my 17 year old son that he's not mine? I'm like, he thinks, he thinks you're his dad. He's like, yeah, he thinks, he thinks I'm his dad. I, I married his mom when, you know, right after he was born. I married his mom when he was, you know, nine months. But yeah, he's not mine. And I'm like, yo, tell him now. Like, don't wait. Like, I waited. It took me 36 years to know. Like, tell him. He's like, yo, I don't want him to be mad at me. And I'm like, yo, this ain't about you. Mm. This is nothing about you. You're involved in it, but this ain't about you, bro. Like, this is about him. And he needs to be able to know all of the facts so that he can make an accurate decision. I mean, that's science, right? Science is about getting the facts together so I can make the right hypothesis. I want to be able to write out the perfect thesis. And we're trying to seek purpose and all this other kind of crap for our lives. And it's like, how can I seek all of this stuff and know who I am? I've always struggled with my identity. I've always struggled with who I wanted to be. How am I supposed to make an accurate depiction of who I'm supposed to be and portray who I really am if I don't even know all the freaking details? Tell him. And so I, that's another thing I'm hoping that comes out of this is that people who are holding in these secrets will finally be honest and say, I'm going to say it. I'm, I got to tell them. You got to stop holding it. Is there, do you think there's any perfect timing, perfect way, perfect setting that these conversations should be had? You know, somebody else asked me that and I'm going to be honest, you know, I don't think anything is, I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect time, perfect situation, a perfect way, only because we are imperfect people. And I don't know how anybody's going to, I don't know how everybody's going to react. You know, the way your child may react may be completely different, completely opposite to how somebody else's child reacts. And their reaction may take them over overboard. Their, somebody else's reaction may be very calm, cool, and collected. But I think that that's a risk that you have to be willing to take. Like you have to be willing to take that risk 
like maybe they will be angry with you and you have to you have to risk taking you have to risk that i mean it's their life and they should be owed they should they should be owed the the right to be able to respond how they see fit and this bull crap of like well i don't want to tell them because you know it's a family secret and we just trying to hold it from them and it's like no you need to tell him that his that his mom is really his auntie he needs to know that he needs to like th this little girl needs to know that her grandfather is really her father. Like it's those kind of secrets that are out there and we're just not talking about. And whether it messes up your little dinner for Thanksgiving, that's cool. Give them space. But people need to know it brought, it brought me a lot of clarity it opened up my eyes to a lot, like it answered a lot of questions for me, and now I'm able to walk in enlightenment. You just live differently when the light is on. So, and I think this whole process, like I've kind of bottled it up into uh, something I call rehab. I've been walking through my, my soul care mental health journey for like the past three or so years, and I've journaled almost every day. And so I'm taking all of that, and I've broken it down into like seven clear steps. And I'm walking 10 individuals and 10 couples um, through all seven steps for seven weeks. You can get all the information on my website, CorneliusLindsay.com slash rehab. Again, it's CorneliusLindsay.com slash rehab. Uh, you know, if you want to walk on that journey with me, you're more than welcome to. We're going to start at the beginning of the year, but it's CorneliusLindsay.com slash rehab. Um, yeah, we can walk through that whole journey together. So you don't have to walk alone and you find, you find the answers that you need in community. But <sighs> Riley, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. I really do. I really do. And to everybody who's listening, man, I hope you know Heather and I, we love y'all. We're going to be talking more, not just about this subject, but about, you know, a lot more. Heather's going to come on and, you know, hope I can bring my brother on and all that kind of stuff. We can just really just expand this conversation and just kind of sit here for a little while, um, talk about mental health and how that stuff uh, goes into it. So, man, we love y'all so much. Thank you so much for rocking with us uh, with This Is Life. Share it with your family, your friends. Make sure you subscribe. You know, comment. Let us know what you're thinking. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. Everything you need to do, just go ahead and do it, man. We love y'all so much. God bless y'all. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.